Good morning. Glad that you're here today. And uh, we are in part one of a new series called More Than Worthy. Everybody, can you say worthy? This year, 2024, our, our theme this year is more in 2024. And these, this word just keeps coming up. Uh, and last month, we did a series called More Than Enough. Make sure you go back and watch that. If you want to know about how God and Grandma handles money, go check out that series. And I know some of you are like, oh, I don't know about this money stuff. It's in the Bible. We preach about everything here at New Hope. Amen? Is that okay? If it's in there, we preach about it. And uh, so more in 2024. And here's where we get the scripture, Ephesians uh, and he'll have it up here, 3, 20 to 21. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. 21, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. You know that we, do, we serve a God who does more than you could imagine, immeasurably more than you could imagine. And I know if you were to take notes on your life, you would see all of the fantastic things God has done in you. Today, you're like, well, I don't know, Pastor Landon. You are here today. You walked into church. You crawled in. You were, you were pushed in here. Something. You got here today. And guess what? God wants to do immeasurably more than you can imagine in your life. And when I think of this word, and we're in this series on worship, praise and worship, and you think of this word worthy, I started kind of thinking, what does this mean, more than worthy? And I think of praise and worship. Growing up, I really, you've heard these words together, right? Praise and worship. You just thought they were the exact same thing. Praise and worship, they're all, they're kind of synonymous, they go together. But there is a clear difference, and I want to kind of talk about that uh, right off the bat today, so we can kind of understand there's two things, praise and worship, like it's not just like, right, meat, potatoes, two separate things, my favorite meal. That's all you need to do to bless me, is do some meat and potatoes. Praise means to express a favorable judgment, to commend or to glorify. Hebrew and Greek a definition of the phrase describes the term, term as to sing, honor, celebrate, and glorify. Anybody, can, anybody want to celebrate with me today? Woo! I've heard louder football games when the team was losing. So when we praise God, we're actually commending God. We're celebrating God. We're honoring God. We're glorifying God. We're celebrating all the good things he has done, all the good things he's going to do. We are celebrating and honoring our creator. So when we praise God, we're actually commending him, commending and celebrating. Isaiah 25, 1, look at this, says, Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name. For in perfect faithfulness you have done wonderful things 
planned long ago. Aren't you happy that we serve the only God who plans things? Did he plan for you to be here today? Did he plan for your arrival when you were born back in the last century, most of you? Who was born this century? Yeah, you can put your hand up. This century, like in the 2000s plus. One, two. We love you. Who was born last century? That was in the 19. You have a 19 before your birth year. We love you. You were planned. God made you on purpose, for a purpose. You are here. 1984. This is a 1984 model. Anybody in 1957? Oh, yeah, that was a good year. That was, a good, that was the year my dad was born. Any, <laughs> any 1940s? And the cars back then were Russ, 1940? In the 40s? Russ the bus. Not only does this verse mention praising God, but it gives us the reason why. Not just because God has done wonderful things, but because God acts on his plans. And he, when he plans it, he does it. He is faithful to do what he said he was going to do, and it is perfect what he is doing. We, we can praise in good times. Isn't that a good like day when you're like, if someone texts you like something, I got the job, guess what you're going to do? You're going to send them like the praise hands, right? You're like, praise the Lord, right? Anybody ever like text you like, I got fired today, praise the Lord. You probably didn't do that, did you? But guess what? You have this story of Paul and Silas in the prison, and guess what they did? When they were having a bad day, guess what they did? Praise the Lord. They were texting all their friends. They weren't texting anybody. But they were saying, praise the Lord. I love the story from uh, 2 Samuel 6, and we'll get to it in a second. We don't need it up yet, but it says uh, David had just become king, and they were moving the ark of God, which was where God at the time, his presence was. They were moving it to Jerusalem. And here's what David says to Israel. They, they gather up all of these things, and they're on their way, and here's what it is. Verse 5, it says, David and all Israel were celebrating, they were praising, with all their might. Everybody say all. They're praising with all their might. Before the Lord, with all of these instruments. <laughs> They're like percussions and harps and lyres and strings. And, and this one here, the one with the T, is, is like a tambourine and cymbals and all of these things. They were like... David and Pastor Lindsay and the singers and everybody today, they were praising the Lord with all their might. Have you ever noticed when Pastor Lindsay's up here praising the Lord? She's not just like. She's praying. You can hear her. She's praising with all her might. And that's what all of Israel is doing. That's what David was doing. Let's skip ahead to verse 14 and 15. Wearing a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with what? All his might. You don't want to see me dance today, okay? Tara's like, praise the Lord. She texts me. 
He was dancing with all of his might. He was praising. He was celebrating the Lord. Verse 15, while he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and sounds of trumpets. Can we praise the Lord with some shouts today? Yeah. Woo. Man. Amen. That is what praise is. We are celebrating. We are honoring God. So maybe you came in today and you're like, these people at New Hope are weirdos. We are. We believe at New Hope we need to praise with all our might, everything that we have. I, I know that um, you come in, you're like, well, I got to stand forever at New Hope. No, you can sit down, you can lay down, you can walk around, you can do whatever you want during worship. If you get out of line, I'll come get you, okay? You can come down here and kneel at the altar. You can raise your hand, you can sit, you can kneel. Praise is what is between you and the Lord. And you know what? We need to do it with all our might. But Pastor Landon, what if I look crazy? Listen, David, <laughs> I'm sure they're like, wait, that's the king? And he's dancing before the Lord? And that was okay. So we got praise. And then we've got worship. Like I said, when I was younger, I just thought they all went I thought it was the exact same thing. I was just like, well, that's just what they call it. To worship is a feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for our God. Biblically speaking, the Hebrew word for worship is shaha, which means to bow down. Worship is declaring the greatness of God. This sounds kind of similar to praise, but it's not quite. There's one big difference, and I'm going to put this up here. Praise is a celebration. Worship is what? A exaltation. There's two different things, and you may want to write them down. He'll leave it up there for a minute. Praise is a celebration. Worship is an exaltation. To exalt God is to lift him up. Above everything else, even our team. Listen, if we're getting louder for our team than we are for the Lord Jesus, where is our priority and what are we truly worshiping? When you worship God, you are setting yourself in all of the things aside to fully embrace God in all of his glory. And you're saying, God, you are above it all. This is why it's important that as Christians, we don't have idols, that we don't lift up anything else, right? It's in there in the Ten Commandments, isn't it? To idolize something or someone is to place them on a pedestal above God or above you. And we should only be doing that for the Lord Jesus. And that's why they say don't use the Lord's name in vain. Because we're supposed to lift up his name in a reverent way. And it's a, uh, in a worshipful manner to glorify him. You ever heard someone use the Lord's name in vain? You're like, whoa. I better walk out of the way. I better get out of the way before lightning strikes here. 
But you know what? Maybe they just don't know yet that that name is reverent. Maybe they just don't know yet, and that's okay. Christians, we are not here to put others down. We're here to lift them up and show them the way. Amen? God is the only one who should be worshiped. He's the only one who is more than worthy. Look what it says in John 4, 24. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in, the, in spirit and in what? Truth. Can you pray with me today? I'm going to jump into the message. You're like, wait, wasn't that the message? Lord, thank you for this message. Thank you for uh, teaching us today at New Hope. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts. Speak through me. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, the first idea today, and I only have two. First idea today is worthy of it all. Do you know that God is worthy of it all? Yeah, but Pastor Landon, I'm like, I'm an American Christian. Like, God's just always on the list of stuff that we like here. God, country music, football, barbecue. It's just God's on the list. Have you noticed that? Even in country songs, God's just on the list. God is the list. He needs to be the top of the list. He's not just one of the thing. oh, I'll sing the song. Oh, I've got my beer. I've got my, I've got my barbecue. Right? I got my truck, and I got Jesus. He's at the top of the list. He is the list. Amen? And he's worthy of it all. Amen? Hey, I like lots of music. I'm not putting the music down. Worthy of it all. Worthy is a word that we use rarely, isn't it? Probably in our daily life, we don't use this word all the time. Worthy is having or showing the quality or ability that merits recognition in a special way. Only God is worthy of our praise. Only God is worthy of that attention. In the Bible, worthy shows up 127 times in Scripture. God is worthy of our praise for many reasons. And we could be here all day long and list all of them, right? Can, we, can you just throw out a couple? Why is God worthy of our praise? Th- yell it out. Salvation, the cross, thank you, yes. Spirit, grace, mercy, all of these things. He is 100% pure and holy. He invites us into his family. Aren't you glad for that? That you get to be part of God's family? Jesus says, I no longer call you slave, I call you friend. I call you friend. He saves us from hell. Amen. He's worthy to be praised. He is our provider. That's why we sing songs like worthy of it all. We sang it last Sunday, didn't we? And here's some of the lyrics. I don't have them up here right now, but here's some of the lyrics for you. All the saints and angels. Do you know that you're a saint? Sometimes we sing these songs. You're like, I don't get that one. Why is he, why did the writer write this? Well, I'm going to go through this song for you and help you understand that all the saints, if you're a believer today, you are a saint. Ain't that right, Chris? 
He's a saint. He's got the jersey on. They bow before your throne. All the elders cast their crowns. That's from Revelation. Before the Lamb of God and sing. In the word, uh, Jesus is the Lamb, the perfect Lamb of God. And what's that mean? Well, in the Old Testament, they would, the only way out of their sin was they would have to sacrifice a lamb. And now Jesus came to be the ultimate sacrifice for you and for me. And now it's taken care of once and for all. And then it goes on to say, you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you and all things are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. We are singing, that song is we are singing praise to the King of Kings and saying and reminding everybody around us and reminding God, you are glorified. You're worthy of it all. And then we get into this part. It says, day and night, night and day, let incense arise. What does that mean? That our worship and prayers as saints of God go up spiritually as a sweet smell to the Lord. There's so many scriptures to back it up. And we're just saying day and night, night and day, let incense, let our prayers and our worship be sweet to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. God is worthy of it all. Maybe today there's parts of your life that you're saying, you know what, I've been putting this ahead of God. I've been putting this ahead of my relationship with Jesus. But he's worthy of that time in my life. He's worthy of this peace. He's worthy of it all. And then the second one is this. Number two, everybody say two. Two. Created to praise. Do you know that, church, you were created to praise? I got to know. I know. I did some studying this week. You know that you were created to praise. You were created to celebrate the Lord. I love what Howie said earlier, and I know he was referring, what he was referring to. Do you know that, that we know the, the score at the end of the day? Not, I'm not talking about the, the game today. I'm talking about the big game of life, that God wins. That we did a series back before Christmas called The End. We talked about the end and what's going to happen. You know that God wins? That he takes care of um, everything once for all, and you have the opportunity to be part of the winning team. Amen? And that he created you to be part of this, and he created you to praise God, that we are praising God, yes, for what he did, for, but also for what he's going to do. We can praise into the future. We can be time travelers. Is that okay? We can praise God for what he's going to do. We can praise him that he's going to heal that person we're praying for. We're going to praise him that he's going to take care of that thing 
that needs to be taken care of. And most importantly, we're going to praise him because we know he's returning again for his church. And guess what? He doesn't want a silent, wimpy church. He wants a bold church that says, I can praise with both hands. Well, I'm just going to praise down here. I'm, I'm, li- I'm lifting my hands. I love what... Um, so, praise... And our create our God our Creator created us to praise spiritually and physically. I learned from Pastor Brianna this week. She did some research about some about praise and about lifting our hands. Can we all lift our hands just for a moment? I just want to see if y'all can do it. Let's just get away up there. Come on, let's see those fingers. Oh man, look at this! They can do it. Come on, do ten more seconds. Ten more seconds. Ten more seconds. Come on, church, you got this. Do your stretch. Smile. Woo! All right, celebrate. There you go. Good job. You are awesome. New research has shown that lifting your hands above your head every day reduces stress. Don't you feel better? In the Old Testament, New Testament, God says, raise holy hands. Wave your, you know, you all got a flag in your hand. I know Miss Cheryl has a flag, but look, you all got a flag in flag in your hand. Sorry, I'm Canadian. I say flag weird. Look, you got it in your hand, and you can wave it around like you just don't care, right? But new research has shown that lifting your hands above your head every day reduces stress. As worshipers, we lift our hands to Jesus when we worship him. Listen, I grew up going to a Baptist school. What? Guess what? I still lift my hands. Right? I know some Methodists in here and some Catholics in here that you all lift your hands. It's okay. Wave them around. As worshipers, we lift our hands to Jesus when we worship him. And so the research proves that worshiping Jesus and lifting our hand is an act of surrender and reduces stress. Guess what we're doing when we're lifting our hands, when we're doing something physical? Maybe it's not lifting your hands. Maybe it's just moving out of your seat. Maybe it's clapping your hands. You know what's happening is you're saying, God, I worship you. I put you above me and everything else in my life, and I put everything that you've given me back on you, Lord, if I'm having a bad day, you can take that away, right? And you can take it. And so I, re, I surrender to you. And guess what happens? I, I felt like that on the front row today. If you look up here on the front row, I'm always, I always have my hands up because I believe in worship. I believe in praise. I'm not doing it to look cool. I close my eyes so no one watches me. But you know what? I feel every time we're all in here together worshiping, that stress melts away. God takes it. Amen? So try it. Try it sometime. I think you'll, I think you'll uh, see what God's doing in you. Our bodies were naturally created to worship God, and when we, when we surrender to him, he takes away all of that, including our stress. 
We are created for this. Check out this verse. I love this. Isaiah 43, 19 to 21 says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Verse 20, the wild animals honor me. Look at these, this creation. Look at this. The jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen. Verse 21, the people I formed, they, you guys, us, created for myself that they may proclaim my praise. Leave it up there for a moment. Notice that this last one is verse 21. So I was looking at, the, looking at this verse this week. It says Isaiah 43, 21. 4, 3, 2, 1, praise. Did you notice the last word is praise? And I believe that's what God is calling us to do is to proclaim his praise. What if we got up every morning? Why do you stretch in the morning? Do you think God created you to stretch? We get out of bed. Yes, Lord. Looking for your purpose in life? Well, I'm just looking for my purpose. You ever hear these people? What are you doing? Well, why aren't you working yet? I'm just looking for my purpose. It's supposed to be funny. Is it not funny? Our purpose as believers is to praise and worship. That's what God called us to do. You were created to eat food. Amen. Guess what? You can eat healthy food. You will be a healthy human being to grow and develop water. You were created to what? Drink water, breathe. And guess what? You were created to praise. Would you go a day without something to drink? Davis is shaking his head no in that Alabama hat. Why are we going days without worshiping? You wouldn't go, like, you would barely go two meals without eating. Like, oh, breakfast, nah, not hungry. Lunch, nah. Supper, dinner, nah. Not hungry today. No, you are going to eat. Literally, you are thinking right now about what you're going to go do after this. Like, frostbite, I got frostbite. I've got the roost. I've got. Why are we going days without praise? Well, I just do that on Sundays. It's not just a Sunday thing. You know that you were created to praise. Jesus, I love this story, and we're going to talk about it next month again, but do you remember Palm Sunday? Right? Jesus, it's a week before he goes to the cross and he's entering in Jerusalem and they get palm fronds and they're waving them around. And they're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. They were what? They were praising the Lord. And it was this incredible celebration of Jesus. 
and all that he had done for three years, and they had remembered, oh, remember when he healed that guy with, that was blind? Remember when he raised Lazarus from the dead? They're remembering, and they're praising God. It's this incredible moment. It's like the coolest parade that you've ever been to. And they're waving their branches, and they're worshiping, and they're praising. And look what the Pharisees, they're, there, they're always there to say something dumb or to ask a question or be like, well, they didn't do my song today. Here's what the Pharisees did this time. Ready? Blessed. Luke, Luke, yep, there we go. Luke 19, 38. crowd said, Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Because they weren't putting two to two together yet. Jesus is God. God is Jesus. One and the same. They weren't putting this together. Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Verse 40 says, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Church, if you keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Why? Because they are also creation. We read back in the verse before that creation was in awe and worship of the king. Yesterday, Tara and my two youngest daughters went down to Highlands Hammock, and they were out, and we, get, we try to go outside as much as we can uh, to a State Park or wherever, and whenever possible we do that. And the trees were... The wind was blowing and the trees were blowing around. And Tara said, listen, Esther, do you hear the trees? And usually we're listening for an owl or something, a, a bird of some sort. Said, do you hear the trees? Do you know what they're doing? And es Esther whispers in her two-and-a-half-year-old voice, they're worshiping. Come on, church. When you look at the trees, do you see what a two-and-a-half-year-old sees? That all of creation was created and we're worshiping the king, even the trees. Will you let a rock worship in your place? Come on. And I remember when I was six years old, I was introduced to worship. I was introduced to praise. I went to camp for the very first time at a sacred place. And I remember when I was six, somebody right back here got up and began to sing praise to the king. And we were outside by a, a campfire with trees and water around. And you know what? I can think back to those summers at camp. And you know what I think about first? Is those moments of worship and praise. Those moments when God did something special. When I looked around at people I looked up to and I could see that it wasn't about them. It was about the king. And they would lift up their voices. 
they would lift up their hands and praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In 20 years from now, when you think back to your time at New Hope, maybe some of you will still be here. Hopefully a lot of you will be here. Some will be in heaven lifting up holy hands. Amen. Davis is clapping again. But when you think back of your time, maybe next week, when you think back to church, will you remember, like, oh, the, the pastor was cool, or they did this at church, or they gave this away? Or will you remember those sweet times of worship? You know what I remember the most? Is when the congregation is louder than the speakers and the people up here. I want to be part of that kind of church. I want to be part of a church where we get off the click because the congregation lifts up their voice and boldly proclaims the praise of the king.